Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Wally and Mathot Show. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. Welcome to the Wally and Mathot Show, everybody. I'm Brent Wallace. He's Mark Mathot. Matt, they could use you right now on the blue line. I know that's a joke that gets thrown around an awful lot for the Ottawa Senators, but seriously, they could use you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, Wally, if you're willing to give me your left knee, maybe I'll do it. I was on a trampoline the other night at a kid's party for about, I don't know, two hours, and I'm still feeling it. And this is a couple of days later. So I know I can appreciate a lot of the messages I'm getting and stuff, but my place isn't in the league anymore. It's funny you brought that up. I was actually going to segue into that. And I was going to say, how is the knee as you try to traverse about four different trampolines all in a single bound? <laughs> it's pretty, it, I, I do feel good. I mean, I, I, I take good care of myself. I still train like I play. But I, I just, and I haven't skated. It's been, I, I want to say it's been almost a full two years since I've even put on a pair of skates. So um, would I like to be able to go out and play beer league hockey with the guys. Yes. But um, those are the sacrifices you kind of make when you play at the NHL level. And I've suffered some pretty bad injuries. So uh, I'd rather just stay off the ice and recover. So Matt, you don't play, like, I know we've had this conversation before, but you don't play at all. Yeah. Like what, what would get you back on the ice? I mean, I, I could probably go, I could probably skate around. I'd pick it up really quickly, but I just, Wally, I, it's just not worth it. You know, like I'll yeah. go out and skate for maybe an hour perhaps, or anything kind of rigorous with regards to my legs. It doesn't have to be skating and I'll feel it for a couple of days. So that's why I made the joke a few weeks ago where, you know, I could play 15 minutes a game in a game right now, but it would probably take me a week and a half to recover from said game. Right. So, uh, you know, it's just, that's, you never really understand when you come into the NHL because you're still young and healthy. Your joints feel great. You don't even have to do a warm up. You can just get out there on the ice for practice. I understand now why those older guys are always on the tables, always getting work done by the massage therapist and loosening up and taking medication. And it just, it gets very difficult. It, you can't, father time is completely undefeated. And I get it now. Did you, and like, I'm going to guess you didn't see this coming at the end of your career where you wouldn't be able to play the sport you love. Yeah, no, that was the hardest part, right? Yeah. Is not being able to kind of kind of finish up on your own terms. I was forced out by injury. And I mean, it's a, it's a poor me story. Everyone has one. Uh, but in my case, it sucks because I always took so much pride in fitness and being in shape and hopefully, yeah. you know, in hopes that it would give me more longevity in my career. But it turned out a little defect in my knee, um, you know, had different plans. I just want to point out, Matt, that I still train, by the way, like I'm still covering NHL games. I well, eat you bought a treadmill. I helped I, you lift that. I helped no, you lift that 300 no, you pound didn't help treadmill me lift in your it. house. You just, you just carried it. It was basically you <laughs> just carried it and I told you where to put it. Yeah, that's true. It's about okay. 800 are you, pounds. Are, are you using it? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, why do I bother? I knew that would happen. When people buy treadmills, I know immediately it's a novelty. It'll last like a couple of weeks and that's the end of it. Cause there's nothing sexy about waking up in the morning going, 
gee, I can't wait to go run stationary in the basement by the furnace. No, and that's fair. I, and I do. There is a TV in front, which I get to. I, I watch TV okay. when I do it. But uh, one uh, straight up, and I, everybody's into excuses. I get it. Is I I am no. so busy right now with trying to do this show of behind the scenes stuff and running my kid to hockey. Yeah. He was on the ice four hours yesterday, um, from oh. Arn Pryor to Beckwith, like four that's o'clock in the afternoon to ten p.m. at night. So anyway, um, it's excuse. Yeah. I get it. I just, for me, I'm exhausted right now. And I, when I, and I think about it every day and I'm like, I'm going to go today. I and I, well, just, you know, what you got to do, you just yeah, got to mention, I know cause your son, your son, Ryan does a little bit. You guys have some weights down there, don't you? Yeah. 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 Like, like for me, the more information I'm learning now, not to get into a completely different topic here, but the weight training from what I understand now is a lot more important than the actual condi- like cardio conditioning. So you're better off going yeah. down there and doing some weights for an hour than running on a treadmill for 20 minutes a day. That's all I'm so, going to say. So here's what you should picture. If it's me down there doing weights, is that somebody screaming on the bench with the bar across his chest going, help. <laughs> that's fair I'll, I'll leave you at that but maybe we'll just, work on something i'll get you on a program i'll just come over and we'll train together we'll be like hans sure. and franz yeah okay yeah i'm, I'm good with that <laughs> all right um by the way the wally mathot show brought to you by sportsinteraction.com go to sportsinteraction.com slash wally mathot i get the most competitive odds okay um let's get into the headlines meth lots to cover and i'm excited to get to our show i I, I apologize to Drake right now. Drake Bowson and Igor Sokolov are on our show in a bit. We forgot to bring up anything about our golf tournament. And I wanted to say thank you to him in person oh, yeah. uh, for coming to our golf yeah. tournament. And I totally forgot. And I thought of it last yeah, night. Yeah, but like, we've, uh, we've, we've plugged them pretty good since then. I know after the, there was a couple shows where we talked about yeah. it and we really praised them a lot. So again, yeah, shout out to both of them. They yeah. were class acts for coming. They didn't have to, they didn't get compensated for it. So thanks again, yeah. boys. Uh, all right, here we go into the headlines, and then we'll get to the uh, Igor Sokolov and Drake Bowson interview, which, by the way, I is one, is one of my favorites. Like, I got done that interview yesterday, and I was, like, on cloud nine. I was like, man, they could all just be like this. Yeah, he's a beauty. All right. Uh, headlines brought to you by Bonisher Excavating Inc. B-E-I. Go to BonisherExcavating.com. They are helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Um, let's start with the COVID issues. A lot of positives, uh, we'll call it. <laughs> but it's a growing list. Like, I think there's going to be more added before Thursday's game against the LA Kings start. Uh, I think it yeah. could be a couple of key players. And so you're looking at seven, eight guys. And if you add Colin White, Shane Pinto, and Clark Bishop, you're looking 10 guys on a team that didn't have a lot of depth to begin with not playing in tonight's game. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But that's that's the landscape that we're playing under right now, right, Wally? I mean, I think... Um, we've seen some teams, I think more particularly with last season, right? I don't know yeah. that there were a lot of teams dealing with this this year. Am Ottawa was the only team last year to not have any COVID cases. No, 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 exactly. But I'm yeah. saying, but this season, has any has any other team had an outbreak yet? Not an outbreak. There's been cases, but not an outbreak that I'm aware of. But they've been isolated. Yeah. So this yeah. is this is interesting because I know from what I from my understanding, they've been following protocol. Um, you know, they're pretty the, the players and, and coaches are pretty strict about it, right? Like they're yeah. They've had tons of meetings about this, but I know they were down there in a few hot spots and some places can be unavoidable a bit, but um, I don't believe any of them are hurting too bad right now. I know they're probably mostly asymptomatic, but nevertheless, it's, you know, it's, it's a concern and you can't have them in the lineup. So what do you do now? Well, you got all these guys that are going to come up from Belleville now to try to help out. And 
uh, it couldn't really happen. I think this is the key for me, obviously health aside, which we've addressed. Um, but from a hockey standpoint, this couldn't, this couldn't come at a worse time. I mean, this team's been struggling for the last couple of weeks now, Wally. And all of a sudden you're looking for that big bounce back game. And I, I don't know that that opportunity is still there. This is opportunity for a lot of young players. I couldn't be happier for them to finally come up here and maybe show what they can do. But I think, you know, from a, from a, an Ottawa Senators fan standpoint, this sucks. Like there's no way around it. And, um, you know, fingers crossed that we can get some stellar goaltending tonight and maybe just maybe LA doesn't come out with their a game and they underestimate the Ottawa Senators. Have you played on a team? Uh, this is nowhere near the same kind of health risk, that, but that's battling yeah. like a, a virus in the room or five or six guys are affected. Like, Again, my question is, what's it like when there's such a, a large issue of illness and you're and guys are out of the lineup? Yeah, we've I've played on some teams where there there have been issues as far as you know maybe a flu bug going around yeah. and maybe three guys have something or whatever and you're trying to isolate them so they didn't play. But I mean, I look back now and I've played like I remember in Columbus, I had to play the flu in Los Angeles. I was in LA, and I remember Scott O'Neill was our head coach. And I, I, that was when I was starting to really come into my own. So I was a top pairing defenseman at that point. So they wanted me to do everything I could to play in that game. And all I remember was the, the long bus ride from Santa Monica, as you know, Wally, where that is with respect yeah. to LA, it's a bit of a drive and I'm going down that highway and my head is buried. I'm pale. And I, like, I look back down, I'm thinking like, what was I doing? Like I, I had no business playing in that game, but that was sort of the mindset. Now, over the years, that's changed a little bit and teams have taken precautions. But um, when I have played in a situation where multiple players have been out of the lineup, it creates a weird mood in the room, right? Because you're almost playing with house money at that point. Like, you know, you have no business probably winning that game that night. But I think everyone's just excited to go out there and try to prove everybody wrong. That was always my approach in that, you know, like everyone's writing us off. Let's go out there and you know, let's, let's upset this team tonight. And I think that's going to have to be the approach with the Sens today. It's like, you got nothing to lose. Everybody's writing you off. So, so the pressure will be a lot like the way they finished off last season in that it's like, just go out there and play and make sure you're tight in your own zone and you'll give yourselves an opportunity to win. I still think it's an, it's an incredibly steep uphill climb yeah. to try to win this game, but you never know. No, yeah, the LA Kings have won six straight games. They look really good. I mean, <laughs> it's not looking it, good. No, um, but a couple of players of interest have gotten, I guess, a call up because of the COVID issues. And so for Eric Brandstrom, uh, we saw his yeah. season debut in Boston on Tuesday. Uh, what are your thoughts on his game? Uh, did he obviously he's going to stay in the lineup because they don't have anybody else? But did he do enough yeah. to try and warrant a top six spot on a regular basis? Uh, I thought he was okay. You know, yeah. like, and, and that's not always a bad thing. If you're like a big stay at home D man, or maybe a more, I shouldn't say a big home, stay at home D man anymore. I feel like that term is kind of not apply, not applicable anymore at the NHL level. It's more of a, just a defensive defenseman. I feel like if you're that guy and you're flying under the radar, you're not drawing too much attention to yourself, then that's a good thing. But in his case where you're relying on skating, puck handling, good breakout passes, I thought he did do some of those things. Um, but I'm also refraining from being too critical because that was his first game up. So I think tonight, tonight's a, another really good test where I'd like to see him string together a couple strong games, Wally, where it's easy to point the finger. He's obviously under the microscope right now. We're all looking for a mistake or a really good play. And 
if we can see him play a little consistent now for a couple games and show that he's not going to be a liability defensively, that's good. I thought he was getting pushed around a lot last game, but I keep forgetting how small he is, you know? like Okay, but if you're that small, Meth, are you ready to play in the National Hockey League? Are, what are you asking me? If you're that small, can you play? Like, yeah. So he seemed to be a guy. So I've seen that stuff on social media where people are like, well, he's he's still making plays and getting pucks out of his own end. But if you're on your ass five times a night and getting worn down each and every time, yeah. it takes a toll. Yeah. My question is, is he big yeah. enough to play in the National Hockey League? Look, I'm going to flat out say no. I don't think he is. You look at some of the smaller guys in the league if you want to put it that way. And I hate talking yeah. about size. Because you're almost pigeonholing yourself to sound like a bully because you're being critical of a player because he's too small. And I hate doing that. And I hate piling on an underdog type player. I am cheering him on. I hope he plays very well. But at five foot nine, hundred and what is he? Maybe 175 pounds. I don't know what he weighs. I just don't even have the numbers in front of me. But he looks like a little forward. But he's playing on D. You saw him get steamrolled by Charlie Coyle that like, that's a play that that's a play that you don't typically see at the NHL level where you're skating backwards and a player skating towards you is able to do that. Now, yeah. it's just one play. And I, I'm not trying to gaslight any given play that happened out there in the first. I thought he got run out a lot all game. And, and as this progresses, what do you think teams are going to do when they come into the building? Once they start getting pre-scouts on you, this is that's the way the NHL level works. When you walk into a dressing room, you, Wally, I'm sure you've seen it. Craig knows too, where you see a sheet where you have all the players, all the lines with a little description under every player, soft, tough, throws lefts, really good shot off the wing, whatever it is. There's always pointers on each player. What do you think they're going to have him targeted as? Small player, play him physical, he'll cough up the puck. That's where the argument goes, well, yeah, but, you know, he's a skilled guy. I understand that, but he's, I don't think he's dynamic enough to separate them from that. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you're going to be that small, you have to bring something, right? And so if he can move the puck very well, and I heard Dave Poulet talk, he made a really good point, and I totally agreed with Dave when he said this yesterday. I think he was on the radio. He talked about being better in small small spaces. The NHL level isn't like the Olympic ice over in Europe. At the NHL level, you watch Artem Zub do this, and you see Thomas Shabbat do a lot of it too, where when they're in tight spaces – they don't try to take it back and then go across the ice or take the puck back. They, they'll, they'll look for those quick little sneaky 10-foot passes in the neutral zone to a low-swinging forward. or they, they look for those tight spots, and they're really good and tight. Watch Zub around the walls in the D zone. He's really good at finding low centers under a lot of pressure, and he's able to make a really good play. Those are the things I want to see Eric Branstrom do. Again, I'll leave you with this last comment. I do need to see more of him. This is a good opportunity now for everybody to watch him play some consecutive games. You know he's going to be in the lineup, as you mentioned, Wally, again tonight. He'll be there again on Saturday. This is a good opportunity, a good test for us to pay attention to what he's doing out there and see how, he, how effective he can be. Uh, quickly uh, on Matt Murray, and I just briefly want to touch on this. Your thoughts on his game yeah. on Tuesday. Now, there's a couple of goals where it's, there's no defense, so I'm not sure there should be any play. I guess blame pinned on him. Maybe the last goal, yeah. which he, he should have had, um, are you okay with, I guess, the way he's come back and played? Yeah, I thought he was – I think I'm like you, Wally. I, yeah. I think I'm I'm, I'm satisfied with his play. You know, you get the one goal off Marchand, like off his body on the left side of the net. There's not a whole lot he can do there. And then Bergeron 
lacrosse wax, that bouncing puck off the ice. It's a little knuckler that goes under his arm. And then, of course, the Forber, for how do you say his last name? Forber or whatever. Yeah, he, he comes down that left side on his left, on his left, and he's a left-handed shot, and he goes far side. I thought Murray was out of position on that goal. Yes, and if you but there's nobody the in his lane. No, no, I know. Hey, listen, it's still a good, it's a, still a very good hard shot. I thought he could have been playing that a little more aggressively, but I'm sure goalie experts out there could correct me on that. But from my perspective, I thought he could, but that's just one goal. Yeah. But that's I, my point, where's goal, the D, Math? I know. Well, okay. That's a simple, <laughs> that's a simple answer. I already know the answer. I, I see it all the time. And Dave Poulet, again, was talking about this and I can get into more detail about it where, and this isn't just lately. I was wanting to talk about this uh, last game when I was doing the TSA, but I, they didn't give me enough time. So I well, you have a show. It. You can do it anytime. I know. So, so, but I'm saying what, what I'm trying to say, Wally, is that it happened during the game when I was working the game and I wanted right. to address it, but we had to cover something else because something else had happened in the period where Ottawa's getting very sloppy on their switches now. So defensively in the D zone, when, when teams line up on the draw, you're going to sometimes see a forward, the, 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 the forward and the defense on the, on the opposing side do a little switch when they have the puck. And that creates confusion defensively. When you're a defenseman and a forward, you have to communicate and not run after. Like, you don't want your defenseman to run up to the point and leave that defenseman who's creeping down the wall. In that case, the, uh, the four-bore goal where he runs down and he's all alone. Zub was there. He has to communicate to the winger to do a switch. You call it a switch. And you accept the oncoming defenseman and your forward takes the D-man or whatever, the forward, I mean. So I'm, I'm kind of butchering the explanation because I need a whiteboard, <laughs> I feel like, behind me. But the point is they need to be better on their sword outs. That's what happened on that goal. There's no excuse for a big six-foot-six defenseman to get all that time and space. You can't hide anywhere. So you're right. Murray didn't have any support there on that goal. Overall, I thought Murray was good. He took like 36 shots. We forget there was an onslaught in that second period. The, the Ottawa Senators were on their heels that whole time. And, Buff, uh, and and Boston was coming out hard. So I thought Murray handled that very well. Again, we talked about Brandstrom. Same with Murray. I'd like to see him string together some, some, some good games. I want to see some good, consistent play. And at the end of the day, you just got to figure it out. You guys got the, the teams just, you know, we can analyze a weak goal here, a weak goal there. At the end of the day, you just got to win the game. And that's being maybe better on your power play where they were 0 for 6. Those are the areas that you got to clean up and find a way to win games. Uh, we will get you a Telestrator for next season. It'll just have to come out of your salary. <laughs> oh, that's just more work for Craig. He's thinking right now, oh, boy, I can't do this. <laughs> the little stick menu drawing, it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. last one before we get to the interview, and that is uh, Igor Sokolov makes his NHL debut. Uh, and I couldn't be happier for him. And Ashley Ryan, the billet mom, she flies in to watch, and Drake Batherson's there, his good buddy. Like It's a perfect night. You're playing in Boston. Uh, he ends up playing 742. What did you think of his yeah. game? I mean, he didn't play a lot. You just said it. No. Uh, he'll play a lot more tonight. So what did I think of his game? I thought he was fine. I thought he was good. He, he didn't look at a place. That's the first thing I'm looking for for a call-up, right? Like when you're watching a player, does he look like an NHL player or does he stand out as an American leaguer that's just up there getting token shifts? I didn't see that. I thought he looked really good. He looked confident. Um yeah. He wasn't showing them too much respect. He was in there. He was good on the puck. Um, wasn't a liability. That's another big one, right? You don't want to be a defensive liability. You need your coach's trust. Igor touched on that in the interview. So 
yeah, I thought, I thought he was good and I thought he had a strong outing. I'm going to be looking for him to take another step forward now. I want to see more creating with the puck and that's going to come with more ice time. You can only do so much offensively when you're not getting the reps. I'm assuming he's going to play a little bit more tonight. Hopefully, you know, north of 12, 13 minutes, maybe even. And if you can get that out of him and a couple offensive opportunities, I'll be happy. I just hope in, when he scores, he goes full on Selly. Like it's not a little uh, yeah, yeah. sheepishly. Oh, sure I'm hoping it's like <laughs> stick down the middle of the ice. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, we wish Igor all the best. Obviously, a big fan of uh, the show here. So we uh, we thank you and, and look forward to seeing Igor playing in a bunch of games. I hope he gets to stay. But anyway, I understand the Perfect. way the situation is playing out for the Ottawa Senators so late. All right, yep. uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with the Igor Sokolov and Drake Batherson interview and uh, follow that up. We'll uh, get Craig back into the show. Uh, have a little chat afterwards. Anyway, uh, you're watching the Wally Mathot show brought to you by sportsinteraction.com. Go to sportsinteraction.com slash Wally Mathot, Canada's odds maker. Welcome back to the Wally Mathot show. Time now for the chat quenched by Whitewater Brewery. Don't forget to use the Wally Mathot coupon code for 15% off when you go to shopwhitewater.ca and pick up, by the way, a case of Legion Lager. Perfect timing. And that, of course, is the all, 5% of all proceeds from Legion Lager go to help uh, programs at the Royal Canadian Legion. By the way, uh, the Whitewater slogan, brewed by friends for friends. Perfect, because these are the two best friends. Uh, Drake Batherson and Igor Sokoloff, welcome to the show. I'm excited because I'm sure you're both riding high after uh, the Boston game on Tuesday, in which Igor got to make his NHL debut. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank you. All right. Okay, I'm excited for you to talk to us about this game. But uh, as we do with each and every guest, we come up with pearls of wisdom and we do a pre-scout. Now, because I got two guys on, you guys have got to split it. So uh, first, we're going to start with Igor. Uh, the pre-scout brought to you by gongshow.com. Of course, Igor is our unofficial spokesperson for the Wally Mathot merchandise. He's the first NHL player to ever wear it. So we we feel like we have to have it sponsored by Gong Show. Uh Number one, you're the first player in sense history to wear number 75. You're the first player drafted in the second round of 2020 to play in the National Hockey League. By the way, you were drafted 61st overall, and you're part of the Mark Stone trade. That's very ironic to me. Um, 17th player from that 2020 draft to play in the National Hockey League. 742 of ice time in his first NHL game. Dislikes scary movies, never turns down an ice cap, and wants everybody to be friends. Would you say that's right? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll get to the ice caps in a bit. Uh, as for Drake Batherson and our pearls of wisdom brought to you by um, sportsinteraction.com, go to sportsinteraction.com slash Wally Mathot. 37 is the career high in goals by your father, Norm. Uh, you were just on pace for 37, but you're now down to 34. I still think you're going to catch him this season. Uh, eighth youngest Senator to score a hat trick, 23 years old, 181 days. You did that against Washington. Seven goals in seven games at the 2018 World Junior, the most ever by a Team Canada player born in another country. Uh, and you're the only player in sense history to score a game-winning goal in your NHL debut. Uh, what's better, the hat trick or the game-winning goal? Oh, that's a that's a good one. Um, I don't know. I'd probably go with the hat trick. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Both were unbelievable nights. It doesn't um, matter that you lost, guys, eh? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll have to go with the game-winning goal since we got the two points. That's better. <laughs> All right, let's go, to Bo let's go to Boston uh, last night. Uh, it, like, 
Can you take me through when you got the call up to knowing that you're going to play and the excitement surrounding the chance to play your first NHL game? Well, I woke up like eight in the morning in Belleville. I was supposed to go to practice at Belleville and I get a call from Troy Mann. He, and I was actually making my oatmeal to have a breakfast. So like, <laughs> it's all, it's all set, everything. I'm excited to have it and get to the rink and, Troy calls me and is like, hey, Soko, blah, blah, blah. How are you? And I'm like, good. How are you? Like, I'm like, what's going on? Like, I'm about to see you like in 20 minutes. And uh, he's like, yeah, you got called up. Pack your passport. Take it once. Just take a suit and uh, go to Ottawa for practice. So listen to that about that oatmeal. So after uh, boys, Mendo and Sogar came back in the house, like at two o'clock, that oatmeal was staying, standing on the counter, not touched, just standing there they're like that, that was a good oatmeal bud i was like yeah i forgot to eat it i got too too scared <laughs> was shaking yeah and then i drove to ottawa and then uh yeah and then i flew to boston with the team and yes i guess yesterday morning when uh at, on the morning at the morning skate i was in a in a lineup and yeah kind of quick turnaround in my life but obviously it was definitely special and you know obviously have drake out there with me like my first Q game and now it's first NHL game is pretty awesome. I think it's, it was definitely special to share that with him. And I'm just thankful for opportunity. Uh, Drake, yes, Igor, did you... anybody give, Oh, sorry. Well, go ahead. That's right. I was going to say Drake, did anybody, uh, or yeah, Drake, what did you say to Igor uh, going into that game? Yeah, I just said pretty much just, uh, you know, have fun, the, the cliche words, but we were more just talking about uh, how far, um, you know, he's come. I remember I was saying last night, like when he first got over, he couldn't speak a lick of English and just to see how much his games come, you know, skating, just as overall English in general. And, uh, yeah, to play alongside him in his first NHL match was unreal. And, uh, we were beside each other in the tunnel before warm up, and I could just feel the energy coming off him and got me pumped up for the game. Did you say anything in the room at all, Igor, or were you pretty quiet? I'm pretty quiet, a little, a little shy. Still, uh, you know, try try to find my way around the around the group. But yeah, I was no. It was just like everybody, everybody just made me feel uh, comfortable. Kind of, you know, just said congrats and I uh, enjoyed the moment and kind of, you know, just felt like it's actually like my dream is coming true right now. I'm going for my rookie lap, and you know, all those guys playing in NHL right now, just talking to me and you know, telling me to just. You know, we've been there and go have fun and, you know, enjoy the moment and kind of, you know, just it was uh, special just sharing that with them, I guess, you know, like it's, it's crazy to think of how, how quickly that could happen in pro hockey. And obviously, you know, I'm just, you know, just all can I say it's I'm thankful for that. Igor, how did you feel out there? Like from our perspective, you looked really comfortable and you looked like you belong there, which is great. Was there like, were, were the nerves overwhelming in that first period or did, did it just take like a couple shifts to kind of get into the groove of it? No, you know, I was obviously like before the game, I was kind of a little, a little, a little nervous about it, about to just, you know, feel like, like not keeping up with the pace. But as soon as I got there, got out there in the first shift and I kind of made a nice play to Shaw and, you know, just. And yeah. I just felt like, you know what, like I can do it. Like, you know, I can play here and I belong here. And this every, every shift I was getting, I was just, my mindset was there. Just, you know, just play my game and kind of just, you know, make a right decision with the puck and kind of, you know, manage the puck well. So, 
you know, I can uh, gain some trust from the coach. And I thought, you know, all game long, I was doing that well. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I was pretty happy with my debut, obviously, you know, I just, Good. just stick to the simple game and uh, kind of, you know, do my thing out there. And like you said to me before, don't, don't respect the opponents too much. And I kind of, you know, just was going out there and I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't care what number was on their jersey. I just, you know, was battling against them and, uh, you know, just enjoying the moment, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That was my, that was when I say that, uh, that was just my biggest problem. When I came into the NHL, I was always back and forth for about two and a half years between the American league getting called up. I just, I showed way too much respect. You know, I was a little intimidated. So if, if there was anything I could think of, that was it because there's no point, right? Like if the league is so young now, you belong there when you get called up. So that was good that you did that because it works to your advantage. It doesn't do you any favors if you go out there and you're intimidated and you're just a little, you know, you're a little apprehensive. You don't want to get engaged. So good for you. you I thought you looked really good that uh, against Boston. Thank you. Uh, what's more nerve wracking, your first NHL shift or the rookie lap? I was kind of worried to not fall down on the ice. That was, that was <laughs> the main concern in my head. So just don't get embarrassed. Those. Just don't get embarrassed, but I think obviously just the first shift kind of, you know, get it over with and kind of just, you know, and obviously it was important to get a touch in that first shift, kind of not chase the game around, just get a touch, make a play. And uh, yeah, it just wor worked in my favor that I was able to make that play and kind of just, you know, get more comfortable. Drake, I yeah, think Drake, you were... did you get a, did you get a rookie? Did Drake, did you get a rookie lap? I never got one yeah. when I played. So you my get... first game, I didn't get one. I don't know. I think Andy just forgot. And then the, <laughs> the second game I went for it. So I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't nervous at all, obviously, because it was my second game. So yeah. I'd have to say my first shift was more nerve wracking. And I noticed with Igor, uh, Soko, your bucket, you, you had your helmet on. Did you guys, are you guys not allowed to do that? I didn't have or both. What's the deal there? I didn't have you both. You did both? <laughs> I didn't have both. <laughs> oh, you didn't have the. Oh, you didn't have the. You didn't have the sack to do it. Is what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, I will. I will be straight uh, honest. I will be straight honest. <laughs> okay, fair it's enough. Slow, All right, buddy, you look good. You know, <laughs> even the chin strap off was kind of a ballsy move for me because I haven't done that in AHL yet. There's nothing. There's not a better feeling. I'm telling you, like Drake, you you go bucket off now, right? Uh -huh. A warm up, I think. I just, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's great. And you got like, you get the hair back. It, I find it gets you up for the game better, eh? Like you're just more engaged. I hundred percent. I noticed that. Like I started doing it like just after my hundredth game and I find like, yeah. it just gets me into the game. It's just like, you're just in the moment, you know, and yeah, you got to be aware of some stuff warm up. So it just gets you into it. I find. Do you, do you throw a little, do you throw a little product in the hair? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Look, <laughs> Look, I know why well, my hair got, is all he's... over the place, and his hair is just—he was preparing <laughs> for it. He was Igor, preparing you, for it all, game all you started. need. All you need is Moroccan oil, and you just throw it in that thing of yours because your hair is like curly, right? You throw the oil in there and let it ride, man. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Next. <laughs> um, did you get a chance, Igor, to talk to Brad Marchand on the ice? The only reason I ask is you guys have skated a few times together in the summer, obviously. Did you threaten no, him at all? I, Did you try to fight I him? I honestly, I honestly only catched him <laughs> once this summer, so, so I, I definitely wasn't speaking to him to be honest. Uh, it's gonna take a little, a little more, for, you know, than once Kate to talk to that guy, obviously. But it was pretty, pretty awesome to be out there against him and just, you know, see how good a player he is, and yeah. So it was, it was definitely awesome. What's well, I mean? Here you are making your debut in Boston Garden, which. Obviously, he's not the original, but it's still a famed 
uh, building to play in and it's a sold out building. Like what's that? And of course your billet mom for both of you, Ashley is in the building. Uh, can you take us through what it's like to play in that venue? Oh yeah. It, it was it was a little a little turn around going from Belleville to Boston. I will <laughs> I will tell you I will tell you that for free. Obviously, you know, in, even just going out there in the in the warm up, it was already like crazy. So it's definitely you know you know good good ring to make your uh, NHL debut. And obviously having Ashley there was special as well. Like you know, it's just like if my if my parents wanted to come, they wouldn't even make it on time if they yeah. like you know it was opportunity. Yeah. So. Definitely having her there was special for me. Yeah, that's got to be tough not to see. Or, I mean, I don't know if you were expecting your parents to make your NHL debut at some point, but uh, was it tough to not have them there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you definitely want to share that moment with them as well. But, you know, thankful that, you know, we're living that life where yeah. they could just watch it online. So they were able to, you know, wake up early morning and uh, just watch the game and, you know, send me a message how proud they are and how how far a guy came along. And uh, yeah, it's definitely always nice to get those messages from my dad where he doesn't text me. I was shit out there. He, <laughs> you know, he tells me that I was good and he's proud of me. So good. Yeah. Um, did you have a nap? Did you get to? Did you fall asleep or were you too wired? Oh, could not. I was trying to. I was trying to shut it off for like two, like an hour and a half. I shut it off for like half an hour. And like it was like, I can't even call it that. Probably just lay down with my my eyes closed. <laughs> um, what will you do? Like, will you send your parents a, like a game sheet or anything from this game? Um, I don't know. We'll. I think okay. the. I know that Ottawa Ottawa does some stuff where they give yeah. the picture away and stuff like that with the the puck and stuff. So yeah. obviously, try to bring that back home to Russia when it's possible. So. Yeah, I got a cool one. It's like six feet long and has my stick in it. Uh, huh? The game. Oh wow! And like the game puck in it, and there's like twelve pictures on it. So I'm sure. Did the Drake? Did the team? Did the team do that for you? Yeah, yeah, they did. They do a bunch of frames like for your first game and. Wow, must be nice. When I yeah. got my hat trick, I got them to do up one too, so it's nice. I've got like a I've got like a really shitty old eight by ten plaque by the Columbus Blue Jackets with like a recycled looking puck on it. It's quite possibly the most embarrassing piece of memorabilia I have, and it's my first NHL game. So that's why I'm like I'm angry right now that you just told me that they even have a stick in there. Are you kidding me? It's yeah. insane. Oh, good. It's hilarious too because I did a we were up two one after the second, and I did a fresh tape job after the second. Oh, and like one shift in the third, I have like one <laughs> little on. nick on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, you can see it doesn't bother Meth at all. Yeah, um, he's not jealous. No, Drake, your first game is Chicago. If I'm not, was it in Chicago? Uh, no, at home against Detroit. Oh, right. Your next game is is your next game Chicago? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I, like that. Yeah, I can't really remember. I'll maybe I'm wrong. Ah. Uh, Okay, I want to go back, uh, since we've got the Boston stuff out of the way, in a way, is that uh, go back to your days when you lived together in Cape Breton and he first, Igor shows up. Uh, what were the first words you taught Igor who didn't know English? Yeah, so I think, Igs, if I can remember, you were there uh, like the day before I drove in, right? Yeah. So I met him in the driveway and uh, I think I got high out of him. That was probably <laughs> and then. We were just kind of talking with the family around the dinner table. And 
obviously he couldn't really say much probably wish he could just go up to his bedroom while we were talking because he didn't know any English but no I just kind of just took him along everywhere I went took him to movies um took him to probably too many Tim Hortons runs at the start there but uh no it was all right it's all gone now <laughs> I loved it. I loved every minute of honestly when my bullets texted me asking if uh, I would mind taking in uh, Igor. I honestly loved it. I always loved living with other players, and uh, we we honestly had a blast. Like the first couple of weeks, we'd be playing Xbox against each other, like NHL, and uh, we wouldn't be saying anything back and forth. It was just you know, <laughs> Eags would score like a sick goal and just start laughing at me. But uh, no, it, it was. Really uh, awesome. I could I couldn't really chirp you. No, no, just start oh, laughing. I, I heard it, that it, you would you would teach Igor some like locker room phrases or whatever, and then he would try to use them coming home, and it just wasn't working out. And of course, I think the the kicker in all this is I think three times at the dinner table he dropped the f bomb because he wasn't sure where to use it. Yeah, no, obviously, you know, when you're in junior, the the junior hockey talks going you know around, and we had a bunch of Maritimers on my team, so just. <laughs> getting thrown left and right and uh yeah we had a little little bill a daughter at the time she was i don't know four or five years old eggs and yeah. he just dropped math bombs but he doesn't know <laughs> so that's all he's hearing all day at the ring but uh, uh it, it was hilarious for sure i picked that one real quick <laughs> yeah, yeah you can use it for anything yeah <laughs> no it was good it was what fun. about scary movies uh in particular it do you remember going to see it yeah i do do you remember going eggs i hated drake for that one so much <laughs> the worst two hours and 15 minutes of my life why do you say that was it like too scary or you just didn't like the movie i couldn't understand the word <laughs> that's a good point that's a really for good two point. hours okay. and fifteen minutes, I was sitting like that. We had the chairs to the closest one to the TV because it was packed because it just released, and we were sitting like that. And I just had that popcorn <laughs> on me, and I was just like, I shoveling it back so much. <laughs> yeah, it was che cheat night Tuesday, I think, at the movies. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was packed. <laughs> we would always yeah. go because it was like we were making like eight bucks a day in junior, like one hundred twenty. Brutal. I know. I know. That's. That's so, like, even when I was playing, I think we were making a hundred and I think it was 110 bucks every two weeks. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you go to dinner and maybe a movie and like, you, know, you might have 50 like, bucks left. Popcorn at the movies is probably like 15 bucks alone. So Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. The OHL salaries never really adjusted to inflation. So like I was making the same amount players were making 20 years ago and you guys were making the same amount I was too. So has it changed? Like, were you guys making roughly that much? Yeah, I, I was making 120. Yeah. Okay. So ten dollars. That's I good. All right. I was making like, a bit more. Making sixty bucks every two weeks. Oh, so, so were they paying? Were they paying imports more? Is that what Igor said? Yeah. Yeah. I was making. <laughs> I was making three fifty-seven every two weeks. What? Whoa. Yeah. Eggs yeah. would pay hey. every once in a while. Eggs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard like, you guys. A cool. large, large, large ice cap. Yeah. <laughs> 45 grams of sugar later. <laughs> 79 uh, grams of carbs. <laughs> the one, do you remember what happened at the end or when you got home from that movie, the It movie? Uh, Drake, do you remember what you did? Um, no, I, I can't remember. 
No. No, you don't remember any. Did did a teammate show up wearing a mask? Um, So Ashley tells me that you got a teammate to show up to scare the hell out of Igor with a mask on. It's probably something I would do. Does she remember what player it was? No, she just said he was wearing like this red scary mask that you had. I think I do. I think I do. Maybe I don't, but I think I remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably Declan Smith, eh, Eggs? Definitely, actually, 100%. Yeah. Shout out, Declan. How many nights was it that you went for these uh, ice caps? Every like we, night, we had a <laughs> we had a hot tub, so we do our training camp. In junior was like a month long, so we do like two skates a day. We get home at four, and like we'd be gas first stop ice cap right after seven, <laughs> and just melt in the hot tub for in a the rest hot of the night. for an hour and a half. <laughs> get the elastic gas it out and be ready to rock the next day. Oh, love it, uh, love it. And then we go for one probably later on too after dinner. <laughs> really? How'd you guys sleep? Oh, oh, we didn't sleep. Probably just played. No way. Eh? Just, just shit sleep. Two skates a day, zero recovery. That's just like yeah. the pro lifestyle. Hey, we, got, right? we were getting our carts. <laughs> yeah, go out there and snap around the next day. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah. Um, when it came to uh, you two hanging out, I just at the house, Igor. When you sign your NHL contract, there's a picture of you at the table big jersey of yours behind you and then there's a little jersey off to the side that's framed of drake's do you ever bring up the fact that he's got this little jersey over there of cape breton and you've got the massive world junior jersey hanging prominently well i mean i don't know if the if the team gave drake to both jerseys because i got both back so that's uh, that's the reason i would say no, i didn't i didn't get treated as well well as eeks eeks was the star player there he lit it up there more than I did, so. No, I didn't. <laughs> no. You what's, it, buddy. what's the nicest thing Drake has done for you since he signed his contract? Do I say the truth? <laughs> is it a bigger ice? Is he's, it just, large he's, ice just been a, he's just been, a, he's just been an all nice around guy to me. I bought him a coffee yesterday. Yes. Yeah. True, he treated me very nice. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't need my, and especially like I, I've been down here most of the time. So no, I gave him a wallet yesterday. Yeah, so have a wallet. True. You didn't wait. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. You didn't own a wallet. He has the thing on the back of his phone. Yeah. Oh, you're not one of those guys. Ugh, I'm that's... too scared to lose my wallet because I lose everything. Well, put it in your pocket. Like, just I, I don't understand. <laughs> it is what right, it is. Well, whatever. It's a nice game. What kind of wallet did you get him, Drake? Was it like Louis a oh, oh, an, L- oh. an LV wallet? I am. Wow. I am scared oh. to use it. See, like now I'm scared <laughs> because I feel. I feel like I'm gonna lose it. Nice. It was sitting in my bag, and I was like, yeah. you need a wallet." Like, what a good teammate. Carrying around the paper bag of pretty, and I'm like, "Buddy, throw that." <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the great. best envelope to get, though, is the per diem at the NHL level, right? The no, cash. Yeah, you, don't want, uh, you don't mind that. No, you want to be on that seven-game road trip is what you want. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Drake, why do they call you Bobby? What am I? What don't I know about this nickname? 
self-proclaimed actually (laughs) (laughs) there's this uh there was a a documentary that came out on the boston bruins like a long time ago when i was like 16 and uh this guy was playing for them bobby schmatz who's defenseman uh, i just love the name i don't know why and i was playing junior (laughs) a and uh, i went to high school the next day told all my buddies and then went to the rink and told uh, all my teammates i was like boys, you either got to start calling me Bobby or Schmatzy, one of the two. And then, honestly, every guy, every person from my hometown, that's all they call me, like Bob or Bobby or Schmatzy. That's, that's great. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, now everyone at the ring, too. It's crazy. But, yeah, self-proclaimed, which is crazy. But You never get to make your own nickname. This is fantastic. So does anybody refer to you as Drake around the room, or is it just Bobby? Um... There's a, honestly, I don't call, be, I'm not called Drake much, honestly. Okay. That's good. So, uh, does, does Igor have a, just Eags? Is that the nickname? Eags, uh, I call him Eagsy, but like Soko, I feel like the boys call you Soko, eh? Yeah. I like Soko. Yeah. I like that one. One of those three. Okay. Um, Why is Josh, does Josh Norris have a nickname? I know, I don't ever hear anybody give him a nickname. It's got to be Nori or something, right? Yeah, Nori or everyone calls him Newf because his old man's from Newfoundland. So <laughs> there we go. I mean, that makes I, more sense. I probably call twenty-five of my buddies Newf too, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody from Newfoundland is. Yeah, yeah I got family uh, from Newfoundland too. So, but no, I like calling him Newf. Okay. I, yeah. By the way, this is a perfect time to ask you this question. So everybody knows that your uncle is Matt Minglewood, who's released. I don't know. It's like. 10, 15 albums. I, I can't remember. So which ones of these songs are either Rankin family or Matt Minglewood songs? Are you ready? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Cape Crusader. Is it a Matt Minglewood or Rankin family song? I want to say Rankin. Uh, Kids. Uh, Minglewood. Okay, right. He's he's totally well. He's, he's yeah, just no. guessing. He has, I know. I just no idea. I want his. I want he Matt to see no this. Idea. <laughs> this is all to just to get Matt. It's like hey, I thought you were my. I I thought we were I'm relatives. Usually around the fire, listening to them. You know. So. Uh, goldenrod jig. Jesus. That's main one, I think. No, that's wrong again. And finally, uh, you win again. What was it? You win again. That mega one. Now, do you ever listen to any of his songs? I do. I li- I have a few on my phone, but I honestly haven't seen him play live in since I was probably ten years old. It's actually I, I listen. He's got like, some good stuff. I'm not a big like. I don't know the names of the songs, but yeah. I can like sing the songs. You know what I mean? Got it. Yep. Yeah. Well, you failed that miserably. So. Uh, congrats! Yeah, I figured that. I would honestly. That's, that's <laughs> Hopefully, you don't see that. Uh, Eor, can you can you tell me about your travel uh, when you first got called up this year? Because I remember I sent. So we've been trying for people that know. I've been trying to get the two of you on the same show for a long time, and every time I do, Igor seems to throw a wrench into it. So um, when the first time I sent you a text, you were like, "I got called up," and I was like, "Oh, that's a short drive or whatever." You're like, "No, no, I was in Cleveland." Yeah, well, we played a game 
in Cleveland and we're supposed to play the next day. I walk in the room after and my bag is on the ground. I'm like, what the hell do I, am I getting sent down to East Coast because we won 6-2 and I had donuts? <laughs> and, uh, and then we just got, get called in and uh, Troy just like tell us like, it's not official that you guys called out because it wasn't anywhere, right? Like it wasn't like official release or anything, but you guys like insurance. So you literally got to drive over the night, go to Ottawa and wait until they get tested in the morning. And if it's any, any positives, you're, you're playing. But if it's not, you're just taking a car service and going back to Belleville. Mm. So we got there it's like 7.30 or 8 in the morning. And then, then uh, they texted us and said, everybody tested uh, negative. So you guys got to go back to Belleville. So, yeah. So I missed, I, missed the game. I missed the game in Belleville. And, like, it was kind of just a roller coaster. Because then it wasn't – I mean, what's it been a couple of days you get called back up, right? Or you played one more game or something literally, in Belleville? No, I haven't. I literally – I swear I haven't practiced in a week now. Yeah. <laughs> With us, we haven't practiced since like last Friday. Like, I practiced last time, it was Thursday last week. Wow. Now, Drake, did you notice that you, I think you guys missed back to back practice days, right? Because you played, was it Friday or Saturday, and then had Sunday, Monday off, and then played Tuesday? Yeah, Sunday and then Monday um, got canceled. COVID got canceled, and then we just flew Monday afternoon. Yeah. So, did you notice that as you take warm up? Or I guess you had a morning skate. Yeah, honestly, uh, I didn't. I didn't feel too bad. Yesterday we had a nice morning skate, and then I just, I just knew I had to get a good warm up in yesterday. So, but no, I didn't feel too bad. Honestly, the rest was kind of nice, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Can you take me back to your? We briefly touched on your hat trick. Can you take me back to the Washington game, October twenty fifth, where you had four points, your first NHL hat trick. Uh, what that's like to score one of those in the NHL? Yeah, it was really special. Um, my dad was in the stands for the game. It was, it was pretty cool. Uh, obviously, it was nice to score. It was like first or second shift. And usually when you get one early, you get, uh, you know, an extra extra jump uh, for the rest of the game. And, yeah, it was just kind of everything I was touching was either like making a play or for a scoring chance. And just one of those nights, everything was going your way. And obviously, with the third goal there, it went off their, off their DNN and, you know, most nights you don't get that bounce, but you know, that night I did. And yeah, it was just really special. And like I said, one of those nights that just went your way and uh, you know, it was really cool to have my, my old man in stands for that one. Igor, did you send him a text? Of course I did. <laughs> he, he's hot on it. Like whenever, whenever I have a good night or something, he's always there to, with a good text or something or on Instagram. So was, Same with was you. that, was yeah. that the, motiv oh, the yeah. motivation? Because two nights later, you had your first career four-point night in Belleville. Uh, were you motivated by Drake's four-point game? Yeah, I was motivated by that, obviously, and just that I had zeros, too, in four games. <laughs> I wasn't bringing that up. I mean, it was uh, nothing. You know, that was one of those four games where nothing was going your way. No bounces, no luck or anything. And that night, yeah, I think that was like Drake had that hatchet night. I think, you know, if we probably like we, we had a couple penalty kills and I'm not killing. So a couple extra shifts, I probably, you know, would have probably get another one. One of the sisters and you know, the goal, it was just like 
one of those games where you kind of fill the puck and every time, like Drake said, you're making a play and it's uh, ended up being a scoring chance, you know, grade A. And and when you touch the puck and shoot the puck, like it's just like, you've, you know, you're confident in yourself is going to go in. Like we had like three on one. It was my first goal I scored. We had three on one and then the day after showed it on video. We had a free on one, and I didn't look left or right once. I just looked straight at the net. The guy was back. The, back, the guy was back door empty net. Yeah, the horse blinders. Yeah. Oh, I had I had it like, like not even like that. I had it like that. <laughs> so snap that one wide. You're hearing about it on the bench, Eags. What? If you miss the net on that one, the boys are gonna be giving. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like it was just like one of those things. If I don't score, I'm gonna get like pooped on. But I do like everybody's gonna be fired up. So, but I also was at the end of the shift. So, yeah, you get the free on one. You just want to, you know, release that puck. Oh yeah, with your shot, why not, buddy? Uh, <laughs> so now that you've played one game, what is the desire or the itch to play that next game to be able to stay? I think it's definitely something, you know, obviously I wanted to do and that. I thought, you know, I played a pretty good game yesterday and kind of just came to trust from the coaches and, you know, it's their decisions. Whatever, whatever they make the decision, whatever they do, like I can't, you know, let myself down, whatever happens. But if I get, uh, you know, another chance, obviously, you know, I will take that chance and uh, play my game and try to do my best out there. We saw you mic'd up. Uh, in training camp, if they mic'd you up last night in the the Bruin game, would it have been dead silent or would you have been talking? Dead silent, probably. <laughs> no chirping? Well, maybe no, no, no chirping. I was just trying to find my way around the guys there, like on the other team, just you no know, no chirping yet. Try to, you know, play hard on them, obviously, hit and stuff, but you know, it's a little bit a little bit early for chirping, I think. <laughs> Was there any surprises in the game? Did anything surprise you or that you weren't expecting to see uh, as you played an NHL game? I thought, you know, like being able to play those preseason games this year kind of helped a lot. I I wasn't like super surprised. Obviously, the pace of the game is is crazy, but, you know, but also the players there are super skilled and uh, it makes just, you know, the game easier when, uh, you know, every, every guy on your team in the same page, so. So, like, I found it's just, like, you know, the pace, how it's how quick you got to make that decision. But it's also, I found it's so much fun to play. You kind of just, you know, get into it and uh, you know, let, let the flow go, basically. So, yeah, I thought, you know, it was just one of those things. Get, uh, if you get the first shift good and, you know, you get a touch, everything's, you know, going to go pretty good all night. And, uh, yeah, I was obviously able to do that. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And, you know, hopefully for another opportunity. Hope, hoping for another opportunity, obviously. Uh, a couple of questions before I let you go. One is, do you have any plans to invite Drake back to your hometown for a vacation in Yekaterinburg, Russia? I I honestly would love to. <laughs> I honestly would love to, but like, you know, we couldn't really do it like last year or anything, right? Oh. Like you never thought of that with <clears throat> COVID, but once it eases up, like if, if he would love to do that, like I, I'm hands down gonna take him. It's a pretty long flight. I mean, we maybe just meet somewhere in Europe. I mean, it would be would be fair enough. Yeah, if, if it's possible. Like a visa, you know? Drake. Uh, 
Yeah, Drake, I wanted to ask Drake a question really quickly on this. Like, There's obviously some issues right now with, with COVID ripping around through all the rooms, particularly in Ottawa right now. What's the mindset with that? Like, you know, it's, it's, it seems like it's hitting one player after another, and now you're running out of bodies. Has anybody really talked about that in the room at all and what the plan is moving forward? Yeah, it was weird because, like, last year we were the only team without a case. So we were, we were yeah. probably looser than most teams around the room as far as masks and stuff go. And, uh, yeah, then that, we must have got it somewhere in the States, I figure. So now it's, uh, it's kind of the same rules as last year. Like last road trip, we couldn't even go out for dinner or anything. We just got uh, – we all got room service. So I think we'll probably do that for the next little bit until yeah. obviously all this COVID's gone. So, no, it's kind of right back to where we were last year, I feel like, in our own little bubble. So, uh, no, I think we're going to stick to that probably mask it up pretty, pretty solid here around the rink. And, uh, yeah, it's scary stuff, obviously. So, uh, you know, we, we want to, and we're missing a lot of guys. We can't afford to miss any more guys here. So, uh, definitely gotta be careful for sure. Will you keep number 75 in your career or will you change? I will change probably at some point whenever, you know, whenever you I know, like I'm it. Full uh, like I don't mind it honestly though like I don't like it I don't mind the number at all I just you know usually I have the numbers with the two or something I mean last year I got a 13 I so you know I I don't really I'm not really that guy who's like caring as much about my number so we'll see for now I'm just gonna keep seven five Ryan Reeves out there you know <laughs> the only two in the league just you two you know so. you know just you know just Maybe sometimes somebody's going to get scared because it was 7-5 and it's not Reeves at Sokolov and he's going to give up the pocket. Here I am on a breakaway. <laughs> have you <laughs> had a fight? No. I don't have the balls for it, too. No, <laughs> don't say that. I feel like you'd handle yourself pretty good. You're a big I guy. Always, like, I, just, I, I swear I never really had an opportunity. Like, every time I'm on the like, I'm not just going to go in there and just start a fight. You know what I mean? Like, I would yeah. step up for, I would step up for my teammate. Like, I just never, like, I swear, honestly, in four years, I three years I played in junior, nobody got destroyed in front of me when I was on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, you know that's, I mean? Those are usually what caught. And, and you know what? If you're ever in trouble, especially being a bigger person, you just seatbelt. You just got to grab the arms and wrestle down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you don't, you don't really ever get hurt. I think the biggest thing is just the embarrassment. I think as players – you're more concerned about looking bad in front of 18,000 people than you are getting hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I Drake, mean, like, Drake I, I've seen Drake, I've seen Drake drop. There was a clip floating around on Twitter the other day where you were, you, it was from Belleville, I think. And you defended Nick Paul. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. That was a good tilt. Sure. I didn't know you, I didn't know you could throw him like that. Yeah. I mean, I think I fought maybe uh, four or five times in junior. Nice. Um, just kind of same situation if a teammate gets hit dirty or something, but. Yeah, I feel like Maritimers just have it in their blood if they need to. You know what I mean? Like you could be the most skilled player, but if you have to drop them, you guys have it in your blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I remember, Eags, I don't know if you remember this, but uh remember we were playing Moncton in junior and yeah, oh yeah. After your goal, I fought because I thought someone slashed Eags after he scored. <laughs> but I I read it wrong. You just swinging a stick in frustration, but I thought he tried to slash Eags. So I went and fought the guy right after he scored. No. <laughs> after the goal. I'm and there on one knee. Yeah. Around, <laughs> ready to fight him. Like, he's oh. just grabbing ice. 
giving the crowd one of these, I'm squaring off behind them. <laughs> and I looked at the video uh, the next morning, and then what, he didn't even try to slash Eags. So did the guy? Did the guy you fight? Did he say anything after with you on the ice? Like, what are you doing? No, we had we had fought before, so it was just kind of oh, like, okay. We went again, but uh, you know, it was nice. funny. But he slashed the Eags, and <laughs> for sure. And, uh, you're a good teammate. Yeah, <laughs> that's outstanding. Um, yeah. All right, I'll let you guys go because I know it, it's been crazy busy for you guys in a, a huge month. Yep. Uh, I don't even know how you get any rest right now. Like, is there, I, I guess I'll ask this question. You got 15 games in this month. Like, how, Drake, are you trying to conserve energy here? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean I've been through uh, the full season before of the 80 games or 76, mm. whatever it is in the finals. And just getting your sleep. I've always been a good sleeper. So I just, I guess I rely on that. You know, I'm usually lights out by 10 o'clock so i usually get close to you know 10 9 10 hours every night so oh, that's nice <laughs> that's really you're so lucky i was i was a i was a stress ball when i played so like i, I i'm just a brutal sleeper i think wally's a pretty bad sleeper too we talked about this so anytime i'd see guys like you drake on the plane just out cold in their seat no problem it would bother me so much yeah. anyway i'm envious that's awesome no, I hit the pillow on him out. Yeah. yeah. Ah, jealous. Sure. Totally jealous. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's such an advantage. Like you're like the guys in the morning, like on a back to back, like you're, you feel so much better than everybody else. Like it's, sure. it's such an underrated recovery tool. I feel like it's not underrated anymore, but do you guys have anybody uh, that like talks to you like a sleep person that has come in the room and talked to the group at all this year? Probably not. Uh, no, I've never had, Obviously, you have like the nutritionists who say like sleep is obviously one of the most. Yeah. So yeah, the nutritionists will say it all. Okay. Yeah. Fair. We had a we had a sleep guy come in when I was in Ottawa, and they tried to talk to us about it. Most of us kind of tune it out because it's after practice, and you yeah. just want to leave and go home and game yeah. or have lunch. But anyway, I was curious if they had a guy come in or a lady. No. Yeah, I would be. Uh, uh, I'd be interested to hear something like that. But I got a yeah. I got a buddy who's uh he's like a bodybuilder and he knows all that kind of stuff. So I just nice. ask questions. So no, he's pretty good with that. Right on. Uh, yeah. uh, Igor, last question before we let you go. It's a two on O. You have the puck. Are you passing to Drake <laughs> or not? I'm passing to Drake. He's <laughs> got the hot hand. I'm going to get it back. Take <laughs> <laughs> shot. Give it back to you, bud. There you go. Now, if I see Drake, two on O empty net, I will give it to him. <laughs> Whoa! What a hey, good teammate. That's awesome. Your con, if it's your contract here, bud, you got a shot. Give me a little apple. I'll give it back to you. Hey, yeah. If it's me, me or him, me or him, it's a battle for a spot. Uh, nah, not passing. <laughs> got to be a little selfish, right? Yeah. No, I think I think I'm I'm not one of those because I think if it ever would be obviously, and especially if it would be Drake, I would pass that. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I don't know if he will. Yeah, he's not passing it back. I've always been the dish. You know that. Oh, yeah, he was. Uh, anyway, I appreciate both of you to take the time because then it's been crazy for both of you. Uh, and so we hope to do it again yeah. if you guys don't mind. But uh, thank you for both stopping by. Uh, safe travels wherever you go, Igor. Uh, we look forward yeah, to seeing you. Yeah, go back to Ottawa. Uh, yeah, we want you back in Ottawa uh, playing as many games as possible this year. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Thanks, right, guys. Boys. Take care. Bye. All right. Welcome back to the Wine with Thought show. Uh, guys, uh, Craig, welcome to the show, by the way, again, as usual. Uh, 
I want to just, and I, another thing I forgot to mention today is that uh, I spoke to Ashley Ryan uh, just before she boarded a flight after she was in Boston and I'd asking her all kinds of questions about the interview and stuff. Uh, but she, and I asked her about watching warm up because there's a video of her. She's posted of Igor taking his, his lap. And I was like, were you in tears? And she's like, I'm bawling. And I'm like, so when did you start and stop? And she's like, I don't even remember basically. So for her, it was such an emotional night. And I, I just think of what it's like as a parent or a billet family and all that stuff of all the time you've helped to help get that player to the national hockey league or what that moment's like. It's right. Cause Matthew, you played in the NHL, but I'm going to guarantee your parents were just as pumped to see you skate around, right? Like it was an emotional time for them as well. It takes, as they say, a village. Yeah. 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 No, no. You nailed it right there. And the people, and it's funny because the, I mean, they do, they do get a ton of praise, but I don't think most people don't understand how important it is to have a good billet family and have these people support you. And it's such a yeah. selfless thing to do, right? It's not your own son. It's not your kid, but you're willing to take on a teenager, like a teenage guy, you know, roughly 16 to 17 years of age and just bring him into your personal space in your home. And all of a sudden he's, he's a part of it. So um, I had an, an excellent experience with that. The McInerney family in London, when I played in London, Ontario, and uh, for the nights and they were I mean they made it enjoyable they made me feel like I was part of their family and that you know that transition as a 17 or a 16 year old when you're leaving home at such an early age um, it's crucial and then to give a little love to my parents I mean we're making 110 bucks every two weeks right so my mom would wire me money all the time and uh, never mind all the sacrifices my both my parents who are both you know I, I want to say middle class workers all their lives you know they work really hard and they were both shift workers Yet they always took my brother and I to practice first thing in the morning. There was always food on the table. You know, they always taking us to tournaments. So hockey parents are special. And uh, Wally, Craig, you guys are going through it now. I, I, I'm going to do the same thing for my kids. Uh, it's such an incredible experience. And there's so much to gain from being in sports, team sports as kids, that I encourage parents to put their kids in it because you learn so many valuable lessons along the way. So, yeah, I mean, it's such a selfless thing, as you mentioned, that Ashley has done. And, and I mean, I commend them for it. Uh, Matthew didn't negotiate a good deal because Igor was getting like 329. I know. And it's, <laughs> and it's funny because like when I was playing in London and I retired, you know, retired when I left London, I should say at 19, I only played three years in junior. You'd always hear stories on how old oh, London pays its players. And you know, they're, they're like an NHL team where did you hear Patrick Kane was making X amount? I'm thinking like, I never saw a dime. Like where, where was, where was all this money? I could, I could barely afford to put gas in my car, let alone, you know what I mean? Make a lot of money. So um, again, I think there were issues with that. I don't know how you navigate through there. Cause we're talking yeah. about high school kids. I don't think they should be making a ton of money. It wouldn't be sustainable for the league. But I do think there were there are some issues there that need to be resolved. I don't know. I think did they fix that, Wally? Where remember there was a big court battle between the yeah. OHL and players. I don't know where that's at. I do remember it. I don't know. If, yeah, uh, I, think it's, I know it's. It's, it's yeah. Somewhere. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> well, I, the the players won, if I'm not mistaken, an increase. But I don't know if it's being argued or appealed or whatever. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. By anyway, way, I'm not advocating Corey... for any of that. I'm just saying that when you're making 110 bucks, like I've yeah. been through it myself, it's very hard not sustainable you should check Corey perry i think he was getting it all could be yeah <laughs> no, but anyway. Corey perry signed like i still remember Corey perry and junior like he had the big pickup truck that he had bought and that's because he signed his he signed he had a big signing bonus 
in that uh, in that lockout year, his last year junior with us when we won the Memorial Cup. So he was already ahead of the game and all of us pigeons. Like I was still driving an old Toyota Camry and I thought it was pretty cool. And, um, you know, eating at Eastside Mario's as much as I could. But guys like Perry were making all the big bucks. And we had a returning NHL player that year. Dan Fritchie at the time was an NHL player that we had brought down during the, the NHL lockout year. He was another guy that had, you know, NHL salary under his belt. So uh, an eye-opening experience. Did Corey Perry have nice rims on the truck? Did he do it all up? I don't think so. No, I think, yeah, rims were, the chrome rims were a thing back then. And no, he didn't, he didn't have chrome rims. He just had like <laughs> one of those really nice big F-150s. And, you know, as, as a young guy, you're yeah. thinking like, man, I, I want that. I was very yeah. envious. Did you have yeah. a car? Like, I want, this is my first car. No. Well, yes. I always wanted an Escalade. That was like the early 2000s, you know, mm. like everyone was driving Rockies. Escalades. Yeah. Was, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, but I think, so, you know, me being me and a little frugal, I ended up buying a used uh, Chevy Trailblazer was my first actual <laughs> purchase. I was in Syracuse playing in upstate New York. And I look back now and I'm like, I should have just splurged a little more and I could have upgraded that thing. But anyway. I love the, that just goes to show that I was very modest and responsible financially Wally. Yeah. Cheap is good too. That works. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anyway. Um, all right, Craig. Uh, I yeah, appreciate boys. Yeah. Go Great ahead. job on that interview. That was a lot of fun. I always get to sit in the back and listen. And that's one of those ones where my notes were really good because I was super into it. So that was a really good, it was, it was tricky having uh, four guys on the screen and whatever else, but uh, awesome, yeah. man, a lot of fun there. Um, and before I cut you off there, Brent, uh, something I wanted to chat about meth, I think you brought it up was uh, you talked about kind of like sleep in the NHL and it, yeah. it, that's a bit of a trigger for me. Cause I, uh, I don't know <laughs> what it is, man, but that, that ruined my sleep for a long time. Uh, you don't get, I don't think you can get a worse sleep. Then like the night before you got to get up early for something in the NHL yeah. because you cannot be late. You cannot sleep through it. You can't yeah. be five seconds late. And oh, I know all that does is that's a recipe for a terrible night of sleep. <laughs> yeah. We call that raised cortisol levels. Right. And, <sighs> and I mean, I've always had that. I'm a wiry guy to begin with. I know Wally's pretty a type two and not a great sleeper. So, um, you know, <laughs> you got to figure out ways to do it. I know that we were, we were, when I was playing during like those playoff series, for example, um, in 2017, the sleep was crucial. We were playing Montreal or, and excuse me, we were playing uh, Boston, New York, um, Pittsburgh. I was traveling with a fan, like a big, one of those Vornado fans. I still have that same fan. So I'd be going through the airport security with like an extra carry-on bag. And I'd have this big obnoxious fan with me to block out <laughs> sound on the road, because like whether it be an elevator shaft rooms uh, noise outside, whatever it was, it drove me crazy. And, uh, and some nights I'd have to have like a little shot of NyQuil, like just to kind of calm myself down and try to fall asleep. And then I was good. So um, you men, you nailed it there. Traveling all the time destroys your sleeping habits. It's the worst. I know it's a first world problem, fully acknowledging that. But when you're sleep deprived for, you know, months on end, and your eyes are twitching all the time that's usually a pretty good indicator that you need more regular sleep back in your life. And I, it's turned me into a mental case now, guys, like now, like I'll, I'll like refuse to go out with a bunch of buddies late at night, like for a late dinner or something, only because I just value my sleep so much. Now it's like created a complex. And now like if I'm not in bed by 10, I get like fidgety. And all I can think about is how do I get myself out of the social situation 
where I can go back to bed. Yeah, <laughs> my you wife, start doing math, my right? wife crazy. If I get home now, it's 945. I'm not going to be asleep till 1030, 10, right? And so then you're like, I got to be up at six. I'm only going to get this many hours. You start yeah. going through all the mental gymnastics. I hated yeah. early morning flights were tough for me because I would always look at the clock and I'd always wake yeah. up and go, okay, I got another 45 minutes before I got to get up or something. Those were always tough. But the other issue is, when you play a game and you're done it, it's better with a seven o'clock start, but seven 30, you're out of Ugh. the rink, 10, 30, 11, maybe like I would go so home. Worst. And because for my job at the end of the night is the most adrenaline part of my entire day that 30 minutes afterwards to put this show together and to be on camera, I would be going home wound. I'm 2 AM, 3 AM by the time oh, I can yeah. unwind. And so it's, yeah. I'm a mess. And that gets, and, and you do that it, repetitively and then it starts to wear yes. down. Mm -hmm. exactly so it's like as a player like even then like you know it's compounded because you're relying on your body yeah. and if you're not a great sleeper and you nailed it there Wally and Craig you guys can both attest to this for me it wasn't necessarily the, the early mornings it was just getting down late you know like you'd have a game in Minnesota one night and then you're on the road and you have to fly that night after the game to like Colorado or Nashville or something and you'd land at like 2 a.m you bust to the hotel you don't get into your room until what 2 40 maybe and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm still wound up and it's almost 3 a.m. Yes. And I got to be up for a meeting at nine or something, which I know doesn't sound crazy, but you just said it when you're doing that consistently, it gets very taxing and it starts to kind of add up. Right. It's not fun, but it's part of the business. Yeah. When something negative like that becomes your routine and then yeah. that's just how you like, I, I'm still undoing it. Like I, it's terrible. Yeah. I, I would wake up every half. Like if I had to do something in the morning, like crucial and I couldn't miss it, I'd wake up every hour. Yeah, like I would you, sleep. You, know, you don't want to miss it. You can't miss it. It's worse. Yeah, like Some people go to work and they're a little late. It's fine. But yeah. like for whatever reason in our game, they're so strict. It's like military. It's militaristic, right? Yeah. If you're like five minutes late for a meeting, like yeah. as a player, at least you're fined for like 500 bucks and it's, and, and you get like verbally assaulted in the room about it. Like mostly in, it's a joking yeah. thing, but when you have 25 people sitting there like this with their arms crossed oh, and they're watching waiting. you kind of straggle into the room, it's such a gut wrenching feeling. You just want to crawl into a hole. <laughs> in, and you'll get 20, like, you'll go ahead, Brent. Sorry. No, I was just saying in 2010, I uh, covered, that was the, uh, I covered 24 playoff games. Um, and by the end of it, it was Philadelphia Chicago final. And after game two, uh, I had lost, I think 17 pounds covering the playoffs that year. I oh, yeah. asked, I said, I, I just want to go home. And they're like, what you're in the oh. cup final. I'm like I'm out. And I only covered the first two games. And after I went back to Philadelphia, I was, I was, oh, out for two games it was, it was, it was wild. And like what I was, you did is exhausted. Yeah. Like what you guys do Wally, like that's, that's, it's a different animal because yeah. like the pressure you're alone and it's on live TV, like, like on the ice, you make a mistake. Yeah, it's not like the end of the world. There's, you've got teammates out there watching your back. You're on an Island when you're on camera, right? Like you yeah. can't, you can't get away from that. And if you slip up, like we saw Dregs, we saw watch Dregs oh, the other yeah. night. I don't yeah. want to draw attention to it, but it was, it was hilarious. And, but Dregs is such a serious guy that he didn't really like joke about it right away. He like tried to battle through it. <laughs> anyway, it gave me a good laugh. And shout out to, to Darren. Obviously, we're having fun, but um, yeah, he kind of caught a little bit of a. He had like, what did he have in his throat there? Like, frog. Something. We call yeah, it frog. frog. And I felt yeah. So that was always been my fear that something I'd have to sneeze or I'd choke up yeah. or something on camera. Luckily, yeah. it never happened. Sure. 
but there has been moments when you're like battling a cold or whatever and you're still having to do camera stuff yeah anyway uh, again first world problems and one of the reasons we get yeah. those first world problems is because of today today's obviously remembrance yeah, but- day november the 11th yeah. right and i just think it's time now to just say thanks to all the veterans and everybody that's done obviously way back and we go first world war and second world war and everybody and even in afghanistan all the places that we've gone to to contribute yeah. to help make our world safe and to give us the freedom to do this kind of nonsense we do on a weekly yeah. basis so uh to all the veterans uh we say thank you for everything that you've done and the sacrifices you've made well said mm-hmm. Uh, we will see you again on Monday, gentlemen. Uh, have a fantastic weekend uh, and enjoy uh, getting out there. It's supposed to be some nice weather, I think. Anyway, put the Christmas lights up, Matt. Uh, that's yeah, the Wally Mythos. Go for a jog, Wally. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>